Welcome to, to the Bokesh Podcast. This is Scott. And I'm Don. And we are... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Um, podcasting. <laughs> you forgot R. Oh, well, well, what, we, what's up with and your? And we podcasting. <laughs> um, it's cold outside. It, it is gets dark really early now. Mm-hmm. Winter is almost here. It, it is. Actually, I hear it's supposed to snow over the weekend. Shut up. Seriously? No. I was planning on going to Kings Island. What? Yeah. You going to the scary? Oh no! It, it's the last weekend that anything cool's open. Uh, just so. In case people are wondering, it's uh, even though you won't hear this till Christmas, it's re- we're recording it around Halloween. I'm j- I'm calling you out. Are you serious? That's what I heard. Someone told me that. Oh, dude, my kid's last football game. Oh no! Second to last, forty-seven degrees and rainy. Oh, oh that's awful. Eh, well, you know. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm the coach. I can't skip it. Oh, you're hey. gonna be wet, cold, and. Wet and cold. And if they don't win, I'm going to be mad. Wet, <laughs> cold, and mad. <laughs> you will win this one for me and my frozenness. Bring some hot chocolate. Hot chocolate's always good for a wet, cold football game. And an umbrella. Nah, <laughs> you can't bring an umbrella to a football game if you're the coach. Yeah, I can do what I want. You're yeah. right. I need someone to hold it for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> Get one of the kids on the sideline. Hey, you're not in the game. <laughs> Ever. <What's that? laughs> yeah. Umbrella Ooh, I boy. A, I got a couple of tall ones. They could do it. Okay. <laughs> They're fifth graders, right? You know. Well, your son could probably still do it. I mean, get one with a big handle. Oh, he's he's one of the good ones. Okay. Actually, the two tall guys are pretty good, too. <clears throat> are they? Yeah. I like to send them in. There's this... Oh, man. I Here we go. Babble. Um, uh, I sent this one kid in. He's probably my height. I'm about 5'8", but he's like a fifth grader. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sent him in on a blitz. And I didn't think about it, but the the quarterback on the other team was pretty short. <laughs> and it was it was like watching Shaquille O'Neal like slap the ball down for like, nice. <laughs> like it's just like spiking it into the ground. I'm like, oh, I feel bad. Not really. Well, I was gonna say, why would you feel bad? That was a beautiful play. That kid, that kid had no chance. <laughs> we, I think we actually lost that game. What? But we have two losses, and we get a chance to avenge one of them. This this okay. cold cold Saturday. So that's why it's important that you win. Yes. Okay. We are four and two right now. So. Right. Yeah, we played. We scrimmaged high schoolers. What really? Yeah, it was actually kind of cool. And uh, one of them, kept, he'd run into one of our kids, big. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, I, and I pulled him aside. I was like, Hey, look, I taught these kids how to like get hit. Like, don't apologize to them. Just keep playing. <laughs> but uh, we held our own, and a couple of them came with like, "You got a really good defense." So nice. I'm pumped. I'm like, all right, we held our own. I mean, they lost. It was it was a one hour scrimmage and we lost uh, 28 to six because we missed our two point conversion. OK, take all the points you can get. No, right. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, we but we scored first and we held them to two foreign outs before they figured us out. Wow. They basically figured out put the tall people in front of the short people and put okay. the ball where they can't reach it. So wait, is that what you did a couple weeks ago to that one team? Kind of, yeah. The yeah, tall guy much. blitzed the, yeah. <laughs> the short had, guy. We had one guy, um, uh, one of our short, shortest kids. He's probably <clears throat> four foot two, four foot three. Okay. And he comes in like this cannonball at this kid, and he 
tries to jump to stop him from making the catch. He's trying to like tip the ball or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he just barrels into this kid and knocks him over. Ooh. And I yell from the sidelines. It's like, you just got tackled by the shortest guy on our team. <laughs> like, in your face. I got it. I was so, so wrong. I'm sure the other coach is like, what? <laughs> this is a Christian organization, sir. <laughs> yeah, I also know how competitive you are. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Oh, dude, my assistant coach, who I have basically run the majority of the offense, he's, mm-hmm. he's worse than me. Really? I do. And it's great because we'll often make fun of some of the rules that are designed for sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It's so like we, we won our last game 32 to zero. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had the ball. We had the ball and there's like a minute left. And I put I told him to put the offense in a hurry up. <laughs> I was like, come on, we can score one more time. And he looked at me like. All right. <laughs> like, wait a minute. We're like stomping this team. There's no chance. Even if we threw a pick six, <laughs> there's no chance we're losing. Like, so I, I, yeah, I'm not good. I'm a horrible coach. Or, or you're pretty good. I mean, you're four and two. Step on the neck. It's better than the, the Bengals. Or we, we had a team. We beat them uh, the second week of the season, and it was a close game. And it was a good game. And they came back and they beat us by one score. Okay. So they're one of our losses, but we're their only loss. Oh, and wow. we get to play them last game of the season. Nice. So if we beat them last game of the season, we'll take the series two to one, and then mm-hmm. we'll have the same record. Okay. So we'd both be first. I think place. you can do it. Is that Saturday? Oh, dude. It's, a, it's not this Saturday, next. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay. I said last game, but it's the second to last. Okay. Um, there's no tournament afterwards, so like this really is like, this next one is like our Super Bowl. Oh, nice. And the team that we played now, we lost to them once. But we had some problems with a referee that okay. I won't get into on this podcast because we're here to talk about Deuteronomy. Okay. Do you like that segue? That was a very, very good segue. Thanks. All right. So I got to do, do, I got to learn about Deuteronomy getting up at two o'clock this morning. Yeah, you've had a. I can rough... do it. So if I say stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah. If that's different than normal, I'm not sure if that <laughs> is different than normal. You know, I listen to the podcast before I post them to make sure there's no skips or jumps or anything, mm-hmm. or if I have to, you know, but I don't listen to them thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as I know, you make sense. Excellent. You know? You're like, as long as I sound good. Hey, you know what? I'm going to read the first part that we're going over dude you're crazy like just to just to throw things out you're you, mixing things up you need like, the rest yeah that 2 a.m so i'll read the first one now if you okay it's, it's a long section but i'll get us through it if you mess up any of the words Ooh. i am so so taking it back because i can mess up words a whole lot better than you can you know i memorized this section in king james i might accidentally king james it whoa uh, dude i don't know if our listeners will understand that was the heater Oh. Because it's time for the heater to be on. Oh, good. Yep. Because it's freaking cold outside. It is. So if you go King James, it <sighs> might alienate some of our listeners. It's true. Hold on. I'm stretching. I'm getting ready. Okay. Getting ready to All read right. This. All right. Uh, uh, pulling the hands <clears throat> over the head. I'm going to brace for the long reading. All right. Okay. So what is it? Deuteronomy 5? Chapter 5. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one verse just in case. Okay. And then after that, you'll come back to the reading. Okay. Good well, deal. But wait. You know what? I'll do the first verse, and later, if we get to the second verse, I'll read that too. Okay. Right. I'm hoping we get to the second verse, but I say that every week. All right. Do- <laughs> Deuteronomy 5.19. And you shall not steal. I thought you were going King James this. Wouldn't it oh. be steal it? And thou shalt not stealeth. 
Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know if Steeleth is really. I don't either. But it's still fun to say when you go King James. You know what? I'm going to download like the King James app on my phone just so I can reference. Do you know sometimes when you play those on the phone, like I think it's NIV has like this weird funky music in the background. Like I, I can't listen to it. Is that like Chris Tomlin <laughs> singing in the background? No, it's like like almost eerie. Oh. You're sitting there going. Hey, I had a I had a well-meaning friend mm-hmm. uh, send me a job posting for a associate pastor. I think it was. In a church somewhere here in Ohio, somewhere close by. And the first list, the first thing on the list was like, we are a King James church. Oh, no. I I don't think they want me here. So he wasn't being funny. No. (laughs) Oh, no. no. I don't think he was, but he could have been. And sorry, if you're a King James onlyist. You probably don't like us anymore. He might not have anything against King James. Um, You know, I never met him personally. (laughs) That's true. So uh, Gutenberg, okay. That's all. no. Okay. Um, we obviously read out of the elect standard. I mean, ESV, mm-hmm. the English Standard Version, elect standard version. I whatever. like the NASB as well. Um, I do, but I use that a lot less than I used to. I do too. I used right. to cross reference it. Actually, the um, I, I make fun of the NIV a lot because there's some weird. <clears throat> They try and do like kind of more of a thought for thought and they truncate some good verses, I think. Mm-hmm. But my uh, main commentary has the NIV text in it. Okay. So I usually read it in the ESV and then I, when I go to the commentary, I reread it in NIV. Okay. Um, I find most, a lot of commentaries I look at actually pull from the NIV, but I guess that was kind of a popular translation for a while. Well, and it depends. Look at the publishing house. If your commentary is Zondervan, then that's no, an IV. Yeah. Okay. If it's, um, I forgot those guys. They used to give me all those books. If it's if, if the commentary is crossway and possibly nav press, it'll be ESV. Okay. Um, I can't remember the other ones that do the New King James. Can't remember their name. The publishing house. Back when I was a blogger, and they used to send me free books. Okay. Thomas Nelson. Oh yeah, because you used yeah. to tell me you used to get free stuff from them all the time. Dude, I had them one time. They just sent me like a care package. Wow. Like there's like two or three books in it, and like these comic books. <clears throat> And I was like, hey, gifts for my niece. <laughs> they actually were bad. I just was like, eh, not my thing. And I, I wrote them, and I was like, hey, what's this for? And they're like, well, as a uh, Christian blogger, sometimes we like to show our appreciation. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Really? All right. We want you to review our products. <laughs> yeah, they, they, want, they wanted me to mention it, I think. Right. Like, hey, we're Thomas Nelson. Here's some stuff. <laughs> I used to, it was great for a while. We'll get into this verse because I never had to steal it. I was going to say, technically, you steal did steal it. No, I didn't have to. No, because sometimes I'd write, uh, I just asked for a book. I asked for a, uh, a copy of Doctrine by Mark Driscoll, who is now a disgraced preacher. <laughs> <laughs> and the publicist sent me the Kindle version so that I could get the review out right away. And then she sent me a hardback later. Whoa. And I was just like, all I did was ask. Really? And I, she was like, yeah, I'll put you on the list. I was like, when can I expect it? Because I want to know, like, how long I'll have to read it before I put the article out. And she was like, well, I'll give you the EPUB right now or whatever, the, whatever the Kindle one's called. Uh-huh. And she's like, the hardback one should be there in about two weeks. Whoa. So, Man, I, I miss having pulled. I was going to say, you need to b- go back, back to that. The bl- right. bloggers don't get nothing. <laughs> now we got to steal it. That's true. Oh, wait, but we should not steal. Oh, wait. Yeah. Steal it. Steal it. I told you to pronounce it correctly. So, so what'd you find out? Um, well, I mean, there's a lot. This is like that. This is like, I would argue out. I would argue that this is probably the most common commandment, because it's the. 
I don't want to rank sin, but I would say it's like the lowest level sin addressed. Mm-hmm. And it's, by lowest level, I mean it, it seems to have the least amount of consequences, um, unless you're like pulling off a bank heist. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that everybody steals and they justify it. So I, I, I would say like when you think Ten Commandments, at least when I think Ten Commandments, like if you're not thinking of the absolute order, a lot of times you might immediately think, thou shalt not steal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and we've had this conversation before, I think like on a personal level, but I, I often think about people that like illegally download music or um, we won't mention his name. He's a good friend of ours <laughs> who torrents uh, TV shows and movies. Um, love, you, love you, brother. You know who you are if you even listen to us anymore <laughs> after this episode you won't uh, um that is stealing mm-hmm. and you know uh, we've got i'm trying to think of like all the ways i've seen people steal and justify it like uh we we've had neighbors that have like built a fence on their property and have taken an extra couple inches because it mm-hmm. doesn't matter um <clears throat> still stealing you know but then who's gonna miss the four inches of property you know mm-hmm. um you know, there's just a lot of stuff like that we see go on. It, you figure if it's a little, it doesn't count for anything. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we we steal from our jobs. We we take pens home, paper clips. Um, we surf the net on company time. We, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways that we steal that just gets kind of brushed under the rug. But inevitably, it's it's one of the Ten Commandments. I mean, that's a pretty major piece of doctrine that we can look at. So Christopher, is it Christopher Wright? Oh, I didn't. Oh, it's either Christopher Wright or the other guy. I didn't See? label it. Well, either way. Okay, he says, theft was condemned by the prophets as an indication of a social breakdown and lack of knowledge of God. That's pretty harsh. So lack of knowledge of God, do you agree with him or disagree with him? No, I agree because my note... Uh, <clears throat> Which could be from one of the two commentaries. <laughs> uh, one of three, because I've also started using the ESV Study Bible. Oh. Which I've owned for years, but I rarely use the commentary in it. Okay. Um, brought to you by Crossway. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Crossway Publishing, who didn't give me a dime to tell me that. And I had to pay 35 bucks for that. <laughs> Wait, where was I? I did not steal that Bible. I'll quote with the Free shipping? Shows. Okay. <clears throat> no, no. I, uh, uh, my mother-in-law was like, hey, they're having a sale. And I was like, hey, buy it for me. I'll pay you so you can come back to my house. Oh, very fun. It was okay. years ago. Um, uh, it says, theft shows dissatisfaction with God and his sovereign provision. Hmm. So it's on the same lines. We don't understand that God has a plan for us and that God has a way to provide for us. We're, we're <clears> negating <throat> that by stealing. We're trying to put ourselves in a position as ultimate provider by saying, I need this or I want this and I can't wait to get it by proper means. So in a, so in a sense, it's, it's a lack of trust in God, mm-hmm. um, an aspect of, a, of, of greed. Yeah. Um, well, it's not just a lack of trust in God, which that's a big thing. It's also a, uh, I'm taking over as a God. So this, creating an idol. Yeah. Well, you, it's even worse than that. You are making an idol out of whatever you want, but you are, ta- you are usurping <clears throat> God's place. Mm-hmm. You are now saying... God didn't give it to me, so I'll get it myself. Uh, loose connection, King Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, supposed to wait for Samuel to come before he goes off to war. 
um, and to make offerings. And, you know, that's the word of the prophet, which is as good as the word from God in that case. And King Saul's like, I don't have time for this. I'm taking command here. We're going to do the offerings and going to go to war. Um, so it's kind of the same thing. You're putting yourself in God's place. You're, you're taking his position. You're attempting to sit on his throne by stealing. Okay. Man, think of that next time you illegally download that music. Well, at least they don't go like the ancient, the other ancient nations that, that were surrounding them. Or so the ancient near, other ancient Near East, Eastern nations, um, they would be a whole lot more harsh. They had mutilations, death, cut off the hand. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if you were wealthy, you had a little better, a little bit better off than uh, if you were broke. But um, I mean, at least it's a little bit better where, where God doesn't call for death or mutilations. <laughs> um, uh, however, uh, he, I don't think he... he Definitely covers it or looks at it lightly, especially since it's one of the first or one of the Ten Commandments. Right, and and I think it also shows kind of a social a breakdown of our society as well. Um, if you're willing to go ahead and steal from someone, um, if you're willing to go ahead and take something that's not yours, I think it definitely shows that there's a problem in society. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, let's take it from the the first aspect. You're not respecting God's position in in sovereignty, mm-hmm. and then you are now also placing yourself above the artisan who created whatever it is you're stealing mm-hmm. um, or whoever you're stealing from. And I use the artisan reference because once again, we live in a very digital age where it's simple to steal things from, you know, internet sources. So like our, um, the Bakesh logo that get like, you have to put a thumbnail up on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, they do the little music <coughs> note default, which looks dumb. So as I was going through, I had to find um, artwork, which is like for us, it's that little headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Creative Commons, non-attributed, and could be used for uh, commercial whatever. Okay. Um, so uh, by the time you whittle that down, you don't get a lot of artwork to choose from. Right. But it's the internet. How easy is it to <clears throat> steal something and just say, you know what, we're a small podcast, only a few people are going to be downloading this. No one's going to see it, so I could use whatever I wanted. And I think that happens more often than not. I, I mean, even um, I remember, um, like, art being stolen a lot back in those blogging days, 2005, 2006, 2000, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's a lot of debate over bloggers stealing art and pictures from other sites mm. and then getting busted and having that artwork taken down and then the blogger getting mad, like, well, it's on the internet, it's free for all, you know, like, right. it's the Wild West, you can do what you want, but that's not really the case. Um, at that point, you're now disrespecting the creator of whatever that was by saying, I'm above you, I can take what I want. Mm-hmm. And then if you're, once again, if you're taking it from some form of another person, uh, or commerce, you're stealing from a store, whatever happens to be. Again, you're saying I'm above the person I'm taking it from. I deserve it. They don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a that, so yeah, you definitely have that vertical and horizontal disrespect. Mm-hmm. For stealing. Well, and if God calls us to be different, then I mean, I think that's an aspect of of us being different. And fine, the rest of society might be stealing it. Uh, the rest of society might be ripping it or torrenting it or whatever. But the reality of it is, is, I mean, we're supposed to look different than every other nation. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think by stealing that, that we, we don't really look different. We're just justifying we're justifying our sin, right. um, justifying our actions. And 
Um, just because we're Christians doesn't mean we can get away with that. In fact, we shouldn't even try. People should be like, well, why why aren't you doing this? Everyone else is. Um, so Yeah, we should be willing to live without <clears throat> as opposed to living with ill-gotten mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. Ill-gotten gains. Agreed. So I think we can we can put a nail on that one and we can actually get to another commandment. Whoa, two in one night. So here's here's the what do you call it? Here's the crux of the story, the thesis. Don't steal. You ain't God. There, I summed that up. All right. Good good? All right. I think that was longer than the verse itself. Yeah, you're right. All right. So 520. Yep. Um, Wait, I, do you want me to read two verses today? Whoa, dude, you're getting crazy. I don't I'm know. I'm going to say, you, you had a rough night. You only got like four hours of sleep. Do I don't th- want to put you out. Do you think our listeners can handle it? You better read this one. Go on. Okay. All right. 520. And you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You made it through. I'm I'm impressed. Seriously, I almost fell asleep. I'm, man, I mean, I can, not I can, because it's boring. Just no, I saw your eyes closing. I mean, it I was saw just some flutter. long, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, long section to read there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what does it mean to bear false witness, Scott? That's quite a leading question. Oh, what does it mean to bear fault, false witness? Um, if I were to sum that up to my in my own words, I think partially bearing false witness is basically lying on someone. Wait, not lying on someone, like lying on someone, like... Like, sometimes, Because that's, like, like, adultery. So that was two commandments ago. Well, no, I was going to ask you, because, like, so sometimes, like, wrestling with my kids, I take my 180-pound body, and I will trap them and lie on top of their little 70-pound body so they can't move. No, no, that's... sin? No, that's not in the Ten Commandments. That's okay. Oh, okay. Okay, that, that in fact, I'm pretty sure is loving... I'm pretty sure that's that's what a good father does. You know what? I call it it, uh, being the alpha... In the house. That's fair. Letting the kids know who's boss. Right. Well, I mean, that goes... You're going to cry about that? What if daddy squishes you? Honoring your father and mother. So, I mean, you're the elder of the household, so it's only fair for you to teach him how to... See that, kids? Right. See that, children? Mm -hmm. Obey your parents. We sit on you. And when we get into Deuteronomy 6, we get into all about that, like how we should raise our children. But sorry, I don't want to spoil her. No, no. Hey, this this podcast is like so much better. You slap happy, sleepy, that you just (laughs) go along with whatever I say. Uh, no, so yeah, bearing false witness is lying about somebody or to, um, I'll say the G word, to, to gossip, hmm. um, spread rumors, or to accuse somebody of doing something that's not true. I just hit my play button, so you might hear a podcast oh, on my that phone. that could be fun. So a podcast and a podcast. Yeah, stupid smartwatch. Okay, we're done. There we go. So I, I, I like how, um, so um, it says... So I think uh, when I was reading through, um, I looked through... Uh, oh, go on. I was going to say, if you say right stuff, I won't be surprised because I found his commentary exquisite. I did too. So, so what did you write down? No, no, you go comment? first. You go first. Well, I, I always read from dude, his I'm commentary. I'm looking at the sine waves on here. I got a lot of them. You don't have as many, so it's your turn. Oh, okay. So I need more sound waves? Yeah, you need to talk more. Okay. So did I say sine waves? That's like your heart rate. <laughs> <laughs> sound wave. Yeah, wow. sound wave, the so my heart little graphic good. thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. So... Um, he said that, it, that literally it translates, you shall not respond against your neighbor with worthless testimony. Um, basically, it's, I guess it's kind of one of those ideas where, whereas I got thinking about it, if you read like the Old Testament ever, like yeah, the, the, the prophets um, get very angry about the idea of injustice occurring. Um, yeah, and, and, that, it. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, okay. you're fine. You're fine. So I, I think it really fits into that idea of injustice. And, and one of the things that, that I thought was interesting is, is he put it like this. He says, um, 
Elsewhere in the Old Testament law, recognize the temptations to false witness that, that come from fraud and greed, slander and hatred, crowd pressure and conspiracy, um, misplaced favoritism, and even family loyalties. Therefore, establish a remarkably retributive law on... And I, and I guess as I, as I was kind of thinking about that, I was like, I can't say that any better. Like legitimately, those are still reasons that people would bear false witness today. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it's, it's for your own selfishness and there, there's some greed or something that's in there that, that is not very godly if, if you're speaking false, um, falsely against your neighbor or someone. Um, but he goes on because I was like, okay, what is that retrib- retributive law that he's talking about? Um, and he refers to Deuteronomy nineteen sixteen through 21. And he put it this Spoiler way. Spoiler alert. <clears throat> In 20 years, we will be covering that section. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is true, because that's, yeah, Deuteronomy. I was kidding. 20 years. No, you're maybe not kidding, years. though. 10. I think we do it in a decade. Okay, that's fair. Cool. All right. So, Deuteronomy 19, 16 through 21. Um, I, I keep forgetting 19, 16. All right, I got it for real this time, maybe. All right, he says, If a malicious witness arises to accuse a person of wrongdoing, and then both parties to the dispute shall appear before the Lord, before the priests and the judges who are in office in those days. The judges shall inquire diligently, and if the witness is a false witness and has accused his brother falsely, then you shall do it to him as he had meant to do to his brother. So you shall shall purge the evil from your miss, and the rest shall hear and fear and shall never again commit any such evil among you. Your eyes shall not pity. It shall be life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Yeah. I was sitting there going, you know, if we legitimately had laws like that where you go ahead and speak falsely against someone and, you know, they fi- find out that you're speaking falsely, then if you got that punishment that the other person could have got, like, I think that's fair. I mean, how many people would, would speak falsely or think before they speak falsely against someone else. There's been a couple of stories the last month or so <coughs> of uh, women who have accused men of rape, mm-hmm. and it was found out through whatever means that they're lying about it, and they've actually started to sentence them to the same sentence that men would have gotten, or something similar. Why does this keep doing this? I don't know. He's trying to listen to another podcast. What are you saying about our podcast? I don't know. My watch doesn't like it, apparently. <clears throat> oh, wow. Um, but uh, I think that is, for the first time, something that's actually come to light. I think we're seeing that uh, like people are starting to have to pay some kind of damages for utterly destroying somebody else. Well, put some fear into lying. I mean, yeah. right now, what do you get for lying? I mean, not much. Maybe oh, yeah, a little you, bit of jail time, maybe. The, the worst thing you could do that would probably get you in trouble would be calling it a bomb threat mm-hmm. when there was no bomb right like that would probably be like the most you see but like yeah you you know a lot of times we encourage that gossip or whatever happens to be you hear somebody say something about a coworker, you don't uh, walk away or you don't you know get determined to find out the truth you kind of lean into it and say hey give me a little bit more about that you know mm-hmm. tell me you know oh so and so did what and so and so you know stole what, did what, you know, said what, or whatever happens to be, uh, you don't care that that person's reputation at that point is being, you know, 
smudged and drugged through the mud. What is that music? Uh, it did, it did play it. <laughs> I was like, what is what what do I hear in the background? I thought I paused it. I'm gonna like turn on my Bluetooth. <laughs> I don't know how there we go. People he just recently got an iPhone. It's not the iPhone, it's the Garmin. Yeah, I'm going back to the iPhone. Oh right, yeah, sure. Blame the iPhone. Come back to Android. Disconnected from Bevo Smart. Okay. <clears throat> Actually the uh um what's funny is the Bluetooth on my iPhone has not been as like responsive as my Android. Right. And so the fact that it decides to work tonight <laughs> and constantly play music from my Garmin uh, is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yep. We are Garmin. No, wait, that's different. No. Oh. I don't know what that is, but I know what you're... Brought to you by Garmin, who didn't pay for that. Man, we no can way. better get all yeah. kinds of cash tomorrow. Man, you all better send some... Well, we won't post this for like... Or they don't know that. Right. You owe us retroactive cash. I'm sorry. Cash. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, a couple of the things I got about bearing false witness, and I think this might have been from Grisanti or Wright, I don't remember. Uh, they, whoever it was said, and I will attribute it to both of them. Mm-hmm. All right, that works. <laughs> uh, bearing false witness removes something from a person, respect, freedom, or reputation, etc., which in the context of a covenant would deprive that person of the community itself. So in this context, if you were to say... Uh, so-and-so committed adultery. Well, we're going to remove that person from the camp, from mm-hmm. the community, um, and a lot's going to happen. That person's family is probably going to shatter. The person that you're accusing of them of having an affair or having adultery with, their family is going to shatter. Um, two people could get hurt for the price of one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's punishments that go along with that in on top of that, you're dragging a community into a false trial, so you're wasting resources, you're wasting time uh, just to make yourself look better in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, or the same thing if you accuse somebody of stealing against you. You know, Once again, you have somebody that could potentially uh, be expelled from a covenant community. You have a loss of community. Um, that person could be in prison so they could lose freedom. That goes back to like the you're removing something <coughs> from them. Um, even if it turns out it's not true and you say so-and-so had adultery, they're going to have to still deal with, you know, possibly suspicious looks or, you know, uh, a, sh- a, a moment of not being able to trust them and where, you know, like I said, just a lot of relationships will get broken. Mm-hmm. So bearing false witness is definitely uh, something we like to talk about, a, a community-related, a, a covenant community-related sin that can destroy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um Look at on my notes. I think that's all I had. I'd say I got a couple Proverbs six. <clears throat> oh, uh, basically reasons against bearing false witness. Uh, I'm trying to be smart and use an app to look up the verse while you leave my Bible open, and it's not proving to be any faster because I went from that verse back to Deuteronomy 19. Okay. Even though that's yeah. All right. So Proverbs six seventeen through nineteen says. Haughty eyes and a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood. Uh, Let me start back on verse 16. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deceives wicked or devises wicked plans. Feet that make haste to run to evil. And a false witness who breathes out lies. And one who sows discord among brothers. So, I mean, not only is this a... I don't want to say a shallow sin or a, you know, 
anything like that. It's not a shell, and I didn't mean that at all. Maybe I need more sleep. <laughs> um, uh, not only is this a potential sin that can, um, you know, wreak havoc through a community, but it's also on a list of things that God is not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see, as you kind of brought up, God wishes to establish justice. Um, or wishes his people to practice justice, and he establishes that throughout the law and the prophets. Um, and then once again, I have the, this fault, bearing false witness can absolutely destroy uh, trust and rip apart a community. So guess what? 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 I just, just, just found the New Testament parallel, and it's only just a couple verses down from where we left off last week with the the anger and lust. Yeah. Um, Jesus talks about. Um, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, um, he says, Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old. I think he's talking about the Ten Commandments. You know, they're, uh, they're prior generations. Right. So, yeah. um, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God or by the earth for it is the footstool or by Jerusalem for it is the city of the great King and do not take an oath by your head for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. So I I think Jesus kind of really summed it back up pretty nicely where he says, um, yeah, I I think Jesus kind of verifies the importance of not um, bearing false witness, let your yes be yes, your no be no. Uh, just, yeah, be straight up, I guess. Yeah, you can't. People, <clears throat> I I've often used this, especially when I was dealing with youth. Um, people have a tendency to want to please other people, and they figure that the ways to do that are either um, put others down to raise themselves up, or to. Uh, <clears throat> consistently say what they think people want to hear. And uh, I often would tell people, because you would get students and then like other, like we had, I was in part of a, a large student ministry for a while where other student leaders would get themselves so burnt out because they wouldn't say no uh, to something or they would participate in gossip or whatever. And they'd be so worried about like what their, what they would be perceived as if they were to say no to doing something or to say, hey, this is gossip, I'm not participating. And I'd often try to remind them that, like, basically, if somebody comes to you and wants to feed you gossip and you say, hey, you know what? No, I'm not going to really talk about them right now. They're only disgruntled with you for a couple of seconds, and then they will go and try and find some other place to spread their outlet. And then at that point, they'll no longer be mad at you. However, they'll probably know not to come to you with gossip anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're worried about pleasing people, like... Just know that that person is probably going to be more embarrassed about the fact that you shut them down. Um, and also that they're not going to stay angry with you because you didn't indulge them. Mm-hmm. Um, but know that that person is likely, unless you help them, to go and, you know, indulge in, with somebody else. Right. Um, which is why it is better to be firm, to say, no, I'm not going to listen to that. Or to not, you know, promise something or to commit to something that you're not able to and i think adults struggle with that just as much as teenagers do and i mean you hear about that in in the workforce you hear about that in church i mean really Uh, we talk about kind of so working with the youth we had a lot of college age uh people that would come in and work with our youth group um 
or even some older, but it was primarily college students. And when they would get together behind closed doors, there'd be a lot of, can you believe what so-and-so did? Can you believe this student? Oh man, I heard this. And they would try and do it under the guise of holiness. Like we need to pray for that student. She's, she's having a really rough time with, you know, blah, blah, blah or whatever. Or yeah, I heard that he's like real rebel rebellious in school. It's like they would gossip under the guise of like sanctifying, uh, or under sanctification. Like, Hey, I'm going to, we need to pray for that, you know, kind of thing. It's like, what they've done is once again, is they put themselves above the students. They're saying, well, that 14 year old is not at the same level as 25 year old me, 23 year old mm-hmm. me. So once again, they're, they're looking down on somebody mm-hmm. as opposed to like, you know, lifting that student up. Mm-hmm. I, well, I think one of the th- things I've learned as a teacher and this either makes me a bad teacher, or a good teacher. I, I don't know. You're a bad teacher. Um, probably. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> It's one of those things that, that day one, I let the students know that I'm just as real as they are and I struggle with the same things and I may come in in a bad mood. They may come in in a bad mood. I don't have all things right. And I'm like, I'm a real person. I'll be honest with you. Um, and I mean, St- students can't be in a bad mood. Only, only teachers can. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely okay with that. That makes my job easy. Um, that, that's how we act. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, well, I mean, we go in thinking that we're better or whatever. And I think that's the normal mentality of how a teacher walks into a classroom or, or how a student perceives them and I tell the students I'll be as honest and real as I can and and I do I mean I I, I try and let my yes be yes and my no be no but I do that more than just a teacher I try and do that in life in general and I think if people realize that that you're genuine um, if people realize that that your yes is your yes and your no is your no I think that makes you a real authentic person that people can trust and I think at that point you're you're genuinely able to display Christ through your lifestyle. And really you look different, which is almost, I mean, everything we've read in Deuteronomy so far is about the idea of, of God's people looking different in the world, seeing that and going, well, wait, what's up with that? Maybe you have more wisdom than, than I thought. So, I mean, I think there's something powerful about the ability to be real and to be honest and, and to not give false testimony, but Again, as Jesus says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. I think that's powerful because that's not a common virtue that you see in most aspects of at least our current society. And I'm assuming there's society back then just as well if you read the prophets at all. Which we need to do a prophetic book. We do. That'll be fun. For us, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Might not be as much fun for everybody else. Right. Hey, let's go on to uh, 21. You got this one or I got this one? Uh, this is a long one. You got it. Okay. Then you got the next really long one. No! And you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, and you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, or his male servant, or his female servant, his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Well, Don, I have a confession to make. Yeah. I do covet your donkey. No, actually, I don't. No. Is, it, is this the... Your ox. This is the this is one of the verses which is why I don't read the King James. Oh, is that the one? Oh, we got to go to like they don't hold on. No, I think his blue, blue office. Am I allowed to say that word if it refers to a no, donkey? No, 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 it's not that one. Oh, okay. This is the one where it repeats oh, I don't know. Oops, I hit the microphone. That makes okay. for good podcasting. 521. I'm looking up in KGV. Okay. Because I think it repeats and it doesn't make sense in the repeating. So people so, don't covet your neighbor's ox. 
It's and wrong. Don't, and don't covet your neighbor's King James Version. Right, seriously. But are you allowed to refer to the donkey as that A word that would be considered a cuss word? Well, King James does say you should not uh, covet uh, his ox or his ass. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> what's the other? What's the original? Where's the Ten Commandments? What? Um, what passage it is, is it? Exodus twenty. I think it's Exodus twenty. Yep. Where the original, which actually brings us pretty much to the ending in a couple minutes. So while, while he's looking that up, um, I didn't have a whole lot of this. I guess my just random thoughts was um, the part of the reason why it's wrong is it kind of almost leads to the idea of stealing, where if you're coveting something, you're tempted to steal. And, and really, if you're coveting something, ultimately, I think it kind of leads to stealing. Um, kind of like when we were talking about lust leads to adultery and hate leads to, to murder. I think that, um, kind of coveting something leads to, to eventual stealing. Uh, so, so I think it, it kind of does what, what Jesus does with, with the sermon on the Mount. Um, a couple other things is a lot of times this deals with, with healthy relationships in a healthy society. So I put, or just kind of random thoughts I wrote down is the, it, it's the idea of desiring something other than God. Uh, which almost creates an idol of sort. It hurts relationships, creates money uh, or desire as an idol before God, uh, creates a competitive, selfish nature between people, um, and it takes time away from God. So all of this coveting kind of really leads to you know a, a slow deterioration of society and relationships, um, which is ultimately not what God wanted to happen in, in the new land that they would be getting. So, did you find anything? I'm close. Because <clears throat> we actually probably got to start wrapping this up yeah, soon. Yeah, I can't find it anyway. Darn it. There's a, there's a verse. I thought it was this one. It might be a different one in the King James. That, um, it, the, the word gets translated incorrectly. And it's basically like, you shouldn't cover his... Maybe it's a different one talking about the household. It's like, it's like wife, male servant. Or no, it's like cattle, wife, male servant, cattle ox or something like that oh wow but it's not in the ten commandments but the uh, but the words are so close between cattle and female servant uh-huh that you're like wait a minute and then like kgv onlyers will stress that as a problem verse that, okay like, well it's been translated wrong it's like no no it makes more sense now <laughs> i can't remember what the verse is but that's not it's not okay it's not important all right um maybe we should just edit out my blank Okay. Stare. Well, I mean, I, I uh, talked a little yeah, bit about yeah. it. So. I have no idea what you said. Okay. So let's go on to five. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, just kidding. What um, you got? Could be rendered. This comes from Grisanti and okay. his expert Hebrew language. Um, you could render this verse uh, more uh, literally with saying, you should not desire, you should not crave. So you could say, um, and you should not crave your neighbor's wife. You should not desire your neighbor's wife. Or, you know, you can put a little bit more into it that gives it kind of stronger feelings and um what this shows is that like cravings and desires are something that are very hard to contain because often they just manifest themselves and we don't realize it because they're so deeply rooted into our hearts um that it's a lot harder to um like have a you know like i can i can purposely go around and try not to lie i can purposely watch my tongue but like to not crave something uh, this deep down inside. So when I, I like cars. Mm -hmm. I like, I always tell my wife if we win the lotto, she's going to have to like 
watch that bank account because every week I will be driving something awesome and new, and then we won't have lottery money anymore, This, which is another reason we don't play. Okay. Um, Can I have the car that you don't... Uh the, the car that you got rid of last you, week? You know, honestly, I, I, what I want is I want a Ford SVT Raptor. Okay. Because you need a truck in your life. Right. When you have a lot of money. Okay. Um, I want some kind of sports car, probably like an Audi RX8 or, or, or Audi. Oh, gosh. RX. That's a yeah, uh, Mazda. An Audi R8. Um, and then I'm going to need some kind of family sedan. Is it? Like, you know, like a BMW or something to fit everybody. All of them are going to be manual? And then I made my wife a nice um, SUV that holds enough for probably Okay, that's fair. But it's going to be a sweet one, like Alexa. See, this is normally where I would put in the you have so many kids type thing, but I, I can't well, say that anymore. Yeah. There, there's no more making fun of you. <laughs> um, so those, when I see somebody driving a really nice car, that's where that coveting comes out. Mm-hmm. And we'll make little jokes like coveting, coveting. You know, you see a sweet car on the highway or whatever. It's like, but reality, that's so rooted down in there that it's, it comes out sometimes without even realizing okay like your neighbor comes home with uh you know all right man i have a lot more problems you know this Mm -hmm. i know this my neighbor comes home brand new battery powered lawnmower and i'm sitting there like struggling with mine cleaning the carburetor out i'm coveting that lawnmower and i don't even realize it until i'm like you know up late thinking about it and Mm -hmm. wishing i had it and you know it's just like it's a raspiness what's that noise that's your fan on your computer Oh. Or it's a fan on this. Okay. Probably a fan on that. I Sounds like it's coming. Maybe. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't put the mic on top of it. I don't know. I keep um, hearing noises all, all night. But even, even more so, like, if you were to get into desires, like, you know, person's house, person's wife, uh, serv- it seems weird to desire someone's servants, like, like, I guess you have no servants and they have some servants. But so it's like, if you have servants and they have servants, and like, that servant's really awesome. <laughs> so so would the ox be like the lawnmower and the donkey would be like the car? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, or anything that's your neighbor. Okay, that's fair. Um, so once again, uh, one, you're not trusting God's provision in your life because you're desiring something that he's not bestowing upon you. Mm-hmm. And then two, it's showing how deep that sin can root itself. Okay. It, this is definitely not an external one because you can keep your covetousness in your inside yourself without ever showing another person okay most of the other commandments that i you know look at you can't really keep inside you okay i mean until you get to more of the overall definitions like adultery if you've got like a you know well no because if you're having an affair or if you're thinking Mm -hmm. if you're thinking lustfully about another woman you can keep that inside you but for the most part in this list, a lot of that stuff is very external. So do you think that this one kind of like, I don't know, kind of looking at it, I I wonder, does this cover a couple commandments? So you shall not covet your maidservant or manservant or male servant. I don't know. Is is that supposed to be like a, could there be a lustful thing there? Is it talking about, or is it like a a helper or person in the house? I think it comes back to more of like, they have some and you have none. Okay. Or they have one and you have none. Oh, okay. That makes sense. they have 20 and you have 14. Okay. That's fair. So you're talking wealth at that point then. I think what this commandment really does is it takes out, um, the, the uniformity or the conformity like you can't follow god by checking boxes and following because this is a sin that is in you once you are born okay like it becomes such an internal thing you can't just check and say all right i've never stolen i've never lied or i lie less than others or i don't murder or you know i'm not bearing false witness on a regular basis or whatever but this one 
it's like, how hard is it mm. to not cut it? I mean, I desire a bigger house because I have a million children like you do. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about, real, so I have four sons, one daughter, and my one daughter gets the most amount of real estate of anybody in the house because she doesn't room with the boys. Mm-hmm. She rooms with the toddler right now because he's in a crib. No right. big deal. But soon that toddler is going to go out and join the boys in Boyland, and she's going to have one room all to herself. Wow. And meanwhile, mom and dad obviously share a room. Four brothers will share another room, and she'll have one room. So we desire more space. We need a four-bedroom house so we can split some of this up a little bit and, you know, we really can't fit another bed in boy room. Right. You know, we got a trundle, you know, it's like eh, a couple of bunk beds. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so then I walk into a friend's house and I go, oh, they got four bedrooms. Oh, their carpet's new and their kids haven't spilled things on it. And like, they don't have any home improvement projects. They stopped in the middle of because <laughs> they hired a contractor to do it or their electricity doesn't blow a breaker when the refrigerator and the stove and the microwave are all running at the same time. You know, like Those are all hypothetical situations, though, correct? Yeah, yeah, it never happens. Okay. Like <laughs> I don't know where the fridge came from, but definitely the microwave and toaster at the same time. Okay. That's a fun one. Wow. I found out recently microwaves are supposed to be on their own dedicated circuit. Are they really? Yeah, because I started researching mine. I was like, why does this always blow? That's really? I are a heavy draw. never thought so, that. Did not know that until recently. Well, I guess that's maybe why my lights dim every time I turn the microwave on. That's fair. <laughs> my, so if you, like, we always had this thing, like, if somebody's microwave is raving something and somebody puts them in the toaster like, no <laughs> unplug it quick um, but anyway um, I walk into their house and I start coveting okay and it's not something I'm actively seeking right it's just a, a rooted embedded sin that I have to Lord you gotta remove that from me because I obviously can't I don't know what where it stems from okay so cool well I guess yeah, we can. the next question I have is we would technically go 521 to 6-3 yeah 521 kind of sums up the reason or through six, three kind of sums up the reason, um, for the 10 commandments and the heart behind it. And then we get into, um, how it's important to teach our kids. Um, do we want to, I guess, you know, the time it looks like got about 10 minutes. So uh, maybe cut it now. And at least we made it through the 10 minutes. We did. So then we'll, and, and we can still make a good transition from 521 to 6.3 and into the rest of 6 from there. So I think yeah. we can still make it work, right? Yeah, and I don't have a whole lot of, I didn't pull out, I spent so much time studying the Ten Commandments, I didn't pull out a whole lot of notes on that section. I don't, so maybe now I can get kind of deeper. Yeah, I don't have a ton, but I think it's pretty I think some of it can be pretty powerful as we, because it kind of, we do a flashback back into like the Exodus mountain stuff. You like it? Um, So we kind of do a flashback into, to the Exodus world. So, um, yeah. So let's. Uh, Exodus, the good old days when Pharaoh chased us through the sea. Right. Yeah. No, snakes does numbers. And we still screwed it up. Yeah. Man. I I think I'd rather be part of a, the 2.0 version. Yeah, I think I'm much. Right. No, I actually like where we are. I love the the covenant of grace mm-hmm. that we, we oh, existed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan. So I'm what are, what are we like? So if, if like this is generation two 2.0, then then what what are we? Uh, well, let's go by covenants. We have um, covenant with Adam. Uh, covenant with Abraham. No, no way. A covenant. Abraham oh yeah. Covenant. Davidic covenant. 
no Davidic after Israelite. This is the this is the covenant. Right. <laughs> then we have Davidic. Well, 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 Deuteronomy is like the covenant restated. So you got the covenant, well, and then the, the covenant again. Well, you have the you have the first. There are a bunch of Presbyterians face palming right now. Oh. <laughs> um, we, have the, we have the covenant, the Sinai covenant. Then you have the Davidic covenant. Right. And then that's it until Jesus. Testament, right. Until the new covenant. And so right now, so that'd be version, we're 7.0. Okay, 7.0. Yeah. Okay, right. that's fair. All right. I, I like 7.0. <laughs> now, well, um, depends that a light just turned on. Yeah. Let there be like. Wow. Um, okay. So yeah, it depends on how your covenant theology. Okay. Have a book on it that I started to read like five, six years ago. Okay. It's called As Far as the Curse is Found. Maybe yeah. I'll finish it. Okay. I don't know how many covenants we have. Do they have an audible? I don't know. Okay. It's not an incredibly well-known book. Okay. Probably not. Book. Okay. I should say it's a good book. I don't know. I've read like a chapter. Okay. Um, so it might be a good book. Yeah. Okay. I wonder why I quit reading it. Seems interesting. <laughs> I. I can only read so many Presbyterian authors. That okay, that's fair. Right. I, lo- I love you, Presby's. Man, we are like kicking out King James today. We're kicking out Presbyterians. You know, I actually... I would so go full Presby if it wasn't for Sprinkling Babies. Oh my gosh, we just lost all of our listeners. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, if you know me, I, I went through like two years of baptism study trying to figure it out and mm-hmm. get to the conclusion that I like to fully wash the body after they believe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but are we denying our children the covenant by not sprinkling them as baptizing is the new sign instead of circumcision? I think that's for a later date. That's a different podcast? Yeah. Different I, I think that's for another month, a different month of podcasting. <laughs> I don't know if that's a one podcast discussion right there. I, I wrestled with it so hard for a while mm-hmm. that like one of our kids is get, getting ready for um, us, us Baptist folk uh, do often what are called child dedications, mm-hmm. which totally butchers the normative principle. I know. <laughs> um, a regulative principle, sorry. Butchers the regulative principle. And um, I was like, man, should we be sprinkling this kid? Why are we doing this? Wait. Should we go to a Presbyterian church? Should they be under the water? Why are we doing it? I mean, I was so, so wrestling with that. Such a fun time. Thanks, CCU. <laughs> they, they started it with the whole baptismal regeneration. Well, my, my whole Acts class, like, oh, I don't think... your baptism class? Yeah, I don't think I ever learned anything about Acts. It was all about, let's see, what was it? Oh, if you if you're not, I mean, every day was it about was a discussion of. So if you're not baptized and you die on the way to get baptized, do you go to heaven and? Well, you're uh, baptized in your heart. Right. That was the be crap stuff. Yeah, and, and it was like, come on, well, let's study Acts, and it was always a discussion on baptism. It's like, come on. We, um, we had a, a professor that said he wanted to prove that Christians were relativists, so he had us go through and talk about what the requirements were for salvation and of course i had my uh soteriology based around the holy spirit working out <laughs> well <laughs> and, uh, everybody else is like baptism and he's like see christians are relativists we have this guy over here who's wrong which is me mm-hmm. and we have everybody else over here saying it happens upon baptism see i had a holy spirit class was our where it was, it was a time where um i was like well, well god definitely moves and, and you need the holy spirit and 
And they're like, no, all you need is knowledge of the Bible. It's like, uh, I told you about that. I had a paper that I wrote, and I got the last paragraph. I snuck in something about the Holy Spirit illuminating scripture. <laughs> and I got this big circle in red. I saved that paper. I should bring it in. Oh, but yeah. It's like, this is illumination, and that's the only thing I lost points on. Well, I failed. this paper until then. I failed the Holy Spirit class <laughs> because I refused. My uh, actually, person I was working you for refused to deny the power of I did. the Holy Spirit. Right. Well, the the church I was the actually the pastor of the church that I was working at at the time said, "Well, just tell them what they want." And I was like, "You're telling me to misinterpret my understanding of Scripture. Like, I can't do that." Oh, should have had that at the time. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah, we got we to yeah, close out. Where did we go? That was like you could have read that section of verses. No. <laughs> Probably. All right. So yeah. Uh, Check us out, bakesh.podbean.com, facebook.com slash bakeshpod, and then bakesh.com. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. All right, cool. Bye. Bye.